Sebastian Tortelli, Boulder City, uh, Vet MX World Cup. Uh, almost a clean sweep for you. Yeah, almost there. You know, I got a tough start with it, but um, you know, at the end of the day, it was a good day. You know, the the bike ran awesome and was able to get some good starts, and that was the that was the key. I mean, the track was very hard to pass. You know, on the first first race, I had a little bit of hard time. You know, I got like stuck in fourth, and then. You know, to come back second, it was a lot of work, and you know, it was it was tough. So I knew the starts were keys, and after that, I did uh, every all shot, and uh, that's how I got it. You did have a kind of a super secret line there on the inside. <laughs> yeah, you know, my I got I find the the good starting point where you know I was hugging the 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 fence line, and then I had a little bit of hot pass where everybody was on the soft stuff, and uh, you know, even you know, even with a decent you know not great of a start out of the gate. My bike were pulling down the straightaway, and I was able to shift gears. You know, except Willow on that, you know, last race where he came in, you know, like a like a rocket from the outside. I'm like, whoa, what happened there? <laughs> I said I got it, but he just came so fast. Hey, so you did a school here yesterday, Champ Factory School, um, over in uh, Sandy Valley, and then now today you made yourself some money. So a good day. No, it was a good weekend, you know. I, actually, I came here before the Las Vegas Supercross, and we had, you know, one or two days school here, and that was awesome. I had a great turnout. People were super pumped. And that's why, you know, at that time, they say, hey, we are doing that race. And I'm like, sure, come me in. So, you know, that was, uh, I haven't raced all year. I don't race anymore. It's just, you know, this one is a vet race, so it was fun to me to get on it. I didn't get much time on the bike, you know. I got, like, a couple, you know, couple weeks on it, and I was well spanked at the beginning. <laughs> so, you know, that was 10 minute model. That was perfect for me. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, what'd you think of uh, uh, the day, the track? I mean, the tr how's the track? I mean, the track was uh, was good. I mean, they brought quite a bit some sand in to make it nice. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, super mellow. You know, the landings were all safe. You know, some couple of big jumps, but all rounded up. You could case it, no problem. And, you know, what I was surprised is, you know, these guys. I mean, like. They were fast, you know. I've never rode with uh, Damon, you know. Brad he kept you honest. Oh, for sure. Even Doug, you know, he was the Doug Dubac was like, you know, on me, you know, on the mm -hmm. second, on second to last moto, and I'm like, man, I had to push, you know, every time, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, leave me alone. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Right. Uh, hey, so what's going on with you nowadays, uh, Champ Factory, and and uh, just helping out KTM? Yeah, you know, doing uh, some help with KTM, working on the, on the production bikes and helping them out on the R&D out there to make it look good. And, you know, I've been, uh, been very excited. We've been doing great progress with the bike, and that's, that's amazing. And I love the 350. That's my kind of bike. You know, I'm not a, I don't go out every week or, you know, I go once in a while riding. And the 350 is perfect for me. You know, it's a perfect bike for a vet guy like like i am right now you know <laughs> but uh, you know it was it was cool i mean it just uh, being out there and doing, doing champ factory and and working on getting some race in uh, mexico you know that's my main main thing you know the 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 schools are going good you know last year i did few in michigan and got some in texas and you know a little bit moving all over the place you know trying to get some in brazil i did some in africa i mean i'm france i'm going all over the place and my school is more you know it's it's all over you know and and help you know from young kids to to fast amateur guys and and that's you know what i'm happy about is i can see the progress in the people mm -hmm. and you know the communication with kids and all that is you know i have two kids so it's for me it's fun to do and I, my reward is to see the guys ride better, safer. Mm -hmm. uh, today, Ryan Dungey press release came out, signed with KTM. We all know it was coming for a while. This is it for the Orange Crew. They got it. They're stepping up, right? I mean, you have Roxon, you have Dungey. I mean, Muskens there. That's you know, that's a powerhouse, and I know they are they are working super hard on the bike. And I think it's one of the only brand that you know, even through the economy crisis where we're going through, they are still putting a lot of money in development, a lot of money in riders to, to make the bike progress and, and become, you know, great bikes. And, and today, I mean, I love my KTM. I, I wouldn't change anything on it. 
Yeah, I think the, the professional racing, the 350, got a bad rap from guys like myself that were saying, hey, these guys, they, they can't do stuff. But that's in the 2% of people in the world. The other 98%, 350's a great bike. I mean, you know, like I say, for me, a guy who want to have mm -hmm. fun and ride and, and feel like I can race, that's why I ride a 350. I rode a 450. Yeah, I can be lazy and mm -hmm. I can just wait for the jump, but I do three laps and I'm done, mm -hmm. you know. And after that, it's become dangerous. Where a 350, you know, it's like it make you run fast and, and, and get you some speed and good adrenaline. But I think, you know, the, the problem with the lately they had with the, the 350 on the racing is also they didn't have a true racer coming from the 250 moving to the 350. Mm -hmm. They had, you know, 450 guys stepping down to the 350. So they already have the technique set for a bigger bike yep. and where a light bike like Roxen riding a 350, I think that's where we're going to see the, the 350 shine a lot more because, you know, when a kid come up from the 250 to the 350, mm -hmm. that's what he knows. The mentality is there. The mentality is there, the aggressiveness, everything is there. Mm -hmm. When you get a, a bigger guy who is already there for a while with a 450, it's kind of on the slower side, not slower as far as the speed, yeah, right. but execution. Mm -hmm. is a little bit slow on his bike. So drop it down to the 350, it's a hard, hard work. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, has been a little bit the problem they have out there. So I know, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward in a couple more years Hopefully, when the younger guys come up and go with the 350. Uh, this may be JT Gear's first ever big win. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's uh, that's <laughs> the first big win. That's uh, talk about JT and your association with them, and, and you've been one of the point men in, uh, in the comeback. Yeah, no, JT has been an awesome company. I mean, they've been working super hard, and and the first, you know, come out, they came out with great products. I've been I've been doing a lot of work with uh, with David, which is one of the the owner of the brand, and um, you know, been doing a lot of testing to improve the gears, improve the helmet, and, and more stuff coming up. So you know, I know these guys are all about it, and they are working super hard, and they are very passionate about it, and. Uh, you know, David was, you know, the, the kid who was seeing, you know, all these great riders with mm -hmm. GT gear when he was younger. And when the opportunity came to, to have that, you know, that GT out out there for, for another one where everybody forgot about it, mm -hmm. he was, you know, he, he jumped into it and he has a lot of desire. It's a, he's a work alcoholic, I think. I mean, I still, you know, I'm, I work late at night and at one o'clock in the morning, he sent me back emails <laughs> and we, we I, you know, early until two in the morning, we're still, you know, uh -huh. chatting over emails and stuff. And in the morning, he's always up in the morning too. So I'm like, you know, he's, is working really hard to make that company grow and, and be there. And, and I think they are doing the right things. Right on. Thanks for coming out. Uh, thank you for uh, the interview. Doug Dubok, uh, <laughs> Boulder City Vet Cup race. Uh, uh, pretty good considering, uh, you know, you're a little bit older than these guys. But I want to know, where did the starts go? Well, you know, it's I, I should have put a new clutch in, honestly. I, <clears throat> I thought about it all day and I thought, eh, you know, it's kind of a fun race. And, you know, I've got kind of a burnout, hard-packed tire, and it's a sandy start. So, you know, as, if I came here serious, I, I would have okay. uh, brought a little bit uh, more uh, enthusiasm, I guess. Right. But, yeah, you know, I mean, my, they weren't horrible. I was just just outside of that little one or two guys, and then you end up getting pushed out the way the start goes. But, yeah, I mean, I <clears throat> can't complain. Had a good time, made a few bucks, and, you know, it's always fun racing with Damon and Sebastian. You know, I've known these guys forever, and, yeah, it was a neat track, nice and safe, and yeah, not bad yeah. for a, an old guy. Yeah, I mean, you come by, you make yourself a few bucks, like you said, and uh, is, is it still cool to be out there uh, racing at your age and, and at your level? It's got to be. To me, it looks like you could ride for an hour at the same exact fast speed. Yeah, you know, there are times that I feel like I can do that as well. Um, 
it's just, yeah, I mean, I, I love riding. There is no denying that. And fortunately with my company, I get out and test a lot. So I am always in the saddle. I don't do a lot of racing anymore. So it's, you know, sometimes that can be a very different pace and a different feeling. But yeah, I, you know, I always get out for Mammoth and, you know, the vet race and a couple mm -hmm. other key ones, two-stroke national, you know, just yeah. some stuff like that. I, so I don't feel like I'm racing, you know, doing a race grind week in, week out. I might race five or seven races a year, but it's a good, good little yeah. uh, mix for me. I ride a lot, race a little, and I got a smile on my face every time I put my helmet on. Uh, how's Dr. D exhaust doing? How's everything going in business in? Yeah, it's great. You know, we're getting all the 2012s all wrapped up right now, and we've got our, you know, we're cut out for us with the new 115 two-meter max test, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's just... It's very cool, you know, I, I love the challenge, you know, it's just you know, when it went to 94 and it, just all the steps along the way, you know, it gets a little cumbersome with part numbers and what does this customer want, that customer wants. So there, <clears throat> it is uh, challenging from a business standpoint, but yeah, it's, it's, it's all great. And uh, yeah, we're already sending a bunch of stuff to Europe and you know, with the, the uh, dollar getting beat up so bad, we're very attractive to those other countries. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, things are doing well. and. Yeah, it's just good to be racing. Yeah, good. Uh, give me your best uh, Damon Bradshaw story. Maybe uh, one that you can tell. <laughs> well, okay, one that I can tell. I, I just shared the story recently because somebody had sent me a picture of a, a 91 YZ125, you know, magenta. Yep. The rest of the world called them pink. But uh, first moto Washougal, because Damon and I rode 250 class, mm -hmm. so when it came to go to 500s, we rode 125s. And so Washougal National, Damon and I are on the spot gate were probably 10 people between us and Buddy Antonez just you know it's silent everyone's yeah. just packing away and focused and Buddy hey Damon is that your sister's bike <laughs> so that 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 stands out in my mind as one of the all-time just funniest things I had to bite my tongue you know yeah. I was friends with Buddy so he wasn't going to say that to me I think Damon you know he certainly had guys that <clears throat> he uh, didn't get along with but uh yeah, that and about 2,000 rental car stories that one day over a beer I'll share with you. But, well, no, nah, it was always good having, you know, he's an ornery, grumpy old dude, but yeah. he's, uh, you know, he's always just great on a dirt bike. You know, I did a podcast with him. He told me the only teammate he ever liked was Dubak. <laughs> That's because I put up with him. I kept him out of trouble most of the time. But, uh <laughs> No, you know, it's in hindsight, looking back at all that stuff, I wouldn't change any of it. Right. You know, we had a great. Wait, well, wait, you changed the Kagiva ride for sure. Well, yeah, I guess I was just talking about the Yamaha <laughs> years with Bradshaw. But uh, no, actually, I won on that Kajiva. It's just when they pulled the rug out from under me going to the Nationals, I was a little disappointed. But um, yeah, you know, yeah. racing's great and everything that I've done, you know, everyone wished they were Carmichael or McGrath, but yeah. I have no regrets. I've loved everything I've done. I've made a lot of good friends in the industry and I still get up early every morning and look forward to going to work. All right, all right. serious question here now. Um, you know, you spent a lot of time on the YZ450. It's a, would controversial be the right word for it? I don't know. Uh, a lot of riders don't like it. Guys trying to get off of it. Other people swear by it. Um, I know you, you know, you know that machine inside and out. Thoughts on maybe the perception is, is worse than the reality in that, in that bike? Clearly, the reception is worse than the perception is worse than the reality because, you know, if you take well, you agree away, with me, right? You agree oh, with me? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You take away a couple of high-profile guys because that, that's where it all 
most everyone else, you can l listen to any local pros or magazine guys or, you know, even I know other manufacturer test riders that yep. say very good things about our bike. So, you know, we're all a very small group. So uh, I know what its abilities are, what its weaks and strengths are. And it's a good motorcycle. <clears throat> you know, every bike is not going to suit everybody, right. you know, and, and people, you know, just a funny story because I know who you're pointing directly at, but somebody asked me about this crash video I had some time ago. It was around 90 or 91 Orlando through the whoops. I almost saved it about 19 times before <laughs> I threw it away. But so I was trying to find that and I ran into about 27 uh, YouTube crashes of that same guy on a green bike. So I'm not sure how evil that Yamaha was because I think he threw that green one away about mm -hmm. twice as often. So, you know, it's yeah. it's just one of those things. You know, I there's uh, a lot of personalities in this industry and there's uh, a lot of things that go on and, you know, everyone looks for reasons for things existing and, you know, the change of uh, uh, motivation or change of, um, mm -hmm. uh, a direction or yeah. um, what am I trying to say momentum that's what I'm really trying to say so when momentum all of a sudden has a little swing you know some guys have a hard time looking right in the mirror so it's yeah. you know it, it, again I, I'm not saying it's not without its flaws but you could say that about every color bike yeah. on the racetrack so what you well, know it's perception is way worse than the reality you know on a professional level the 2009 CR450 which you've put a ton of laps on none of those guys liked it it's now considered one of the best bikes on the track. Reed does well on it. You know, but if you ask Ivan Tedesco, David Millsaps, to this day, they'll tell you that 09, when they first narrowed it up and shortened it up, was terrible. And I, I can't help but think with a year or two on, on this thing that we could be seeing a different uh, trend. Well, absolutely. You know, it just takes time and time with the right people. You know, I, I have nothing against uh, anyone's direct program. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, I... I know how I would, you know, kind of run my program if I was in that position. But, you know, it's it's very easy to get off track and turn something that may need a little work in one direction totally down a, the wrong fork in the road. And then all of a sudden everyone's just going, oh, throwing their hands up. This is this, this is that. And, you know, you, you nail a good point. I never like to pick on anyone's bike, but yeah, I can remember right. listening to Ivan and, you know, Kehoe. I mean, there's a long list of guys that w almost refused to race that bike. And, you know, 10 wasn't a whole lot better. And finally, I think 11 things improved and, you know, they got some things on that factory level better. But, yeah, you ride those two bikes just out of the crate on an average motocross track. And, you know, I don't know. It's it's hard to say which one's better or worse overall. So it's it's just perception and <clears throat> it really bums me out because you know Yamaha is a great company they put a lot of effort into what they do I you know I'm in there I've been in yeah. there 25 years and you know there's been a lot of worse bikes out there you know Damon Bradshaw won Binghamton 500 National on an air-cooled right. WR490 <laughs> <laughs> exactly so you know there, there's been a lot of bad equipment out there that has been treated better in the press than what this Yamaha. So, yeah, yeah it's unfortunate, and uh, I'll stand by that bike, and that's yeah. yeah, a good bike, and I really hope that, the, <clears throat> you know, everything improves and things calm down, and we'll see what happens. But, again, you know, I don't, I don't think that blue thing's the only one you saw flipping down the track <laughs> under that individual. So. Uh.
what what does the bike i mean it's radically different from a lot of the other bikes and i think that's to be applauded what do you really like about it what do you think it does uh, head and shoulders or even greatly better than the other ones um something that stands out well i think the the comfort in the chassis is really good i think it's uh lightweight feeling in the air is good you know the the front to back the pitch and the the yaw and roll and you know there's lots of words to attach to that but <clears throat> you know the engine is very good especially you do a few little things to it and it's one of the easiest bikes to get raceable mm -hmm. i think of all the production bikes out there so yeah i mean it's just uh, and probably the number one thing is its durability mm -hmm. you know i know race teams don't really see that because they're changing things yeah. so often but yeah i i I will go down a history of saying that that's the toughest, longest-lasting motorcycle currently out there. Yeah. And it's something to remember, too, uh, when certain people got on it, I was told by the managers and around people around them, lightest bike in the air, can't believe how good it is. It's, you've been in the game a long time, you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, again, it's just one of those things. Um, uh, that certain individual loved it when he threw his leg over it, better than his you know, previous year bike, hands down, greatest thing, but then all of a sudden... You, you get some direction from whatever, you know, because we've all gone down the wrong road, but you, you start chasing something and then you get a little off track and then you keep, you know, kind of you burrowing lost, your yeah. way down that road and it's rocks and, you know, shale and granite where you, you should have turned right, you know, about three miles back. So yeah. it's unfortunate, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, like I say, I think the all the bad press will calm down on this bike because it is truly, I mean, you read all the magazine reviews and these guys love it. And it's uh, right there. It's always in the top two or three in the in the uh, 450 shootouts. So, yep. yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good and I stand by it. Right on. Well, thanks for doing this. Always a good conversation. Thanks, Dr. D. Okay, thanks, Mathis. Damon Bradshaw, Boulder uh, City Vet uh, Race. Not Not a bad day for you. I think pretty good. No, it's a good day. It's even better now that I'm uh, going home healthy. You know, that's the most important thing. And it's when you're out there racing, that kind of goes out the window. So when it's all over, you're pretty happy. And, uh, you know, I did ride good. We had, we had you know, a few bike issues. But, uh, you know, I, I love the motorcycle. And I think it's some things that, you know, every company's kind of dealing with with this fuel-injected thing. So, uh, you know, it's not to, not to blame there. But I just, man, Tortelli's going really fast. So, uh, and it was... You know, and it was, I, I, I thought I would, I hadn't seen Dr. D in a long time, and I, I knew I would see him, but I just didn't think we'd be racing against each other again. So that was really cool uh, to be able to race with him again. And then, uh, but yeah, we had a good day. I was glad I was able to, to at least beat him one moto. I know he wasn't on his bike, but um, it was it was good. I didn't have anything for him today. Well, I think you kept him honest every race that I saw. Uh, you know, if, if he had made a mistake, you would have been there to get it. Yeah, and he rides the bike very well. And uh you know, and I, he's had a little more time on it, which I, no blame to that. I mean, I'm in pretty decent shape for only riding for a month now since 2009. So I'm having fun. And, you know, I actually, my body feels better now that I'm riding and getting more exercise than, than not, you know, because I just, you know, it is every morning you get up, your freaking back, your leg, this, that. But when I ride, I feel great. So uh, what did you think of the track? It was fun. It was a lot of fun. You know, it, was, it, it took a little bit to adapt to the speed because I'm just not used to that. Um, at home, we don't have any tracks that are this fast. And so it was kind of cool. I came out yesterday to drop the trailer off and walk the track, so I knew what I was up against. Yeah. But uh, it all just came back. You know, it's like riding a tricycle, I think. You just don't forget about it. And, you know, I, I think that I still feel as good as I ever did. I just think that, you know, these guys nowadays have just gotten so much better. 
You know, I don't think I've, re I really don't feel like I've lost that much over the years. And so I'm glad that I still feel like that. I just wonder when it's going to go away. But, but Doug is one hell of an inspiration. I mean, for the guy to be 48 years old and go as fast as he does, it's like, and it's cool. You know, he's still having fun. I just hope I can at that age. Uh, yeah, maybe in a way this, this, this is a revenge for San Jose 91. Uh, you know, the, I, I was as, I was as happy seeing him win that as I was, and uh, I would never go back and do anything any different. And I wrote. Hold on a second. Time. No, he says that you were you were going to park him if it came to that. No, no, I would have I would have never done that to him. We were we were buddies, and and yeah, I would do anything it takes to win. But uh, he just was at the right place at the right time, and and I'm just glad that uh, that I was a part of it. And I've said it several times, you know, in interviews at different times, but. Uh, it's cool that, you know, regardless if that was his only one, it was still pretty damn cool. Right, right. See you, man. See you, Tab. Uh, uh, I guess uh, a couple things. Give me your best Doug Dubois story. Uh, probably Hangtown one year. I think me and him and Stanton were, all three of us were on the podium. And uh, that was back in the day when Doug was drinking green water. <laughs> some it was almost it looked like he put chunks of cow shit in it because it would turn the water green but uh we were on the podium and it was freaking boiling that day and it was all we could do to stand on the podium and we had to get undressed and haul butt to the airport to catch a flight to go to vegas to do uh, some yamaha photos in the desert out here somewhere and so driving to the airport we're both you know on the edge of freaking yeah. passing out and he's in the back laying in the back seat and wake up every once in a little bit and swig some of that green water <laughs> and then he'd lay back down because they're both on the edge of a freaking heat stroke you know yeah. so we blasted to uh the, the airport and got here and just went to the hotel and like vegs like we were dead because it was so <laughs> damn hot but uh yeah there's lots of lots of stories i mean i did a lot of training a lot of riding with doug and you know that was some of my best years uh i guess i heard you a little bit on the podium today I cover professional racing. I go to all the races. The 350 isn't working out there. I think we all can see that. But um, like you said here, uh, for the other 99% of the uh, the people, it's a good bike. It really is, you know. And like I said, I think people have to face it sometimes. And whether it's with age or whether it's with ability, that you re they really can't ride a 450, you know, to the fullest. And so it's like this 350 really fills in there. And 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 most people are, you know, are not necessarily all of them are weekend warriors, but it's like I told a kid a little bit ago. I said, he's on a 350 or on a 250, and he says, I can't decide if I want to go straight to a 450. And I said, you know, your size and your ability, he's a novice rider. I said, it would be a great jump for you. It wouldn't be such a drastic jump. I said, because a 450 will hurt you. I said, you know, these bikes um, that you still can kind of manhandle them a little bit. I said, but a, but a 450 is a whole different machine. So I think it'll be good for some even younger kids to do that instead of just making that huge jump to a 450. Well, hey, man, thanks uh, thanks for coming out here, and thanks for coming on the uh, Pulpamex show, uh, I think, two out of three weeks. So appreciate that, and uh, and good luck in your racing uh, rebirth, I guess let's call it. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was uh, It's great to, to be here, and these people just took great care of us. And, uh, you know, I'd like to thank KTM and Carl Cycles for being able to put this whole thing together for me. And I've wanted to do it for a long time, so it's nice that it, it finally happened. And it was pretty cool here. You know, two weeks ago, I'm calling all of my old sponsors and, you know, asking them, hey, do you have it in your budget? If, you know, can you just help me with product? And there wasn't a one that I called that wasn't overwhelmed to help me, you know. I mean, uh, Twin Air, Alpine Star, Renthal, Dunlop, Maxima. Um, I'm still, you know, not sure on what goggle I'm wearing, but Utopia sent me some stuff to try. And so it's, it's a, it makes me feel really good that I can still call those people and they remember in the day how loyal I was to the companies that I rode for. And so they all just are open arms. So it's great. Cool. Thank you. Yep. Thank you very much.